11 actionable things you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023. And also, some more thoughts on the last episode, What is Photography? My 2023 update on what photography actually is. Hi and welcome to Would You Believe It? episode 148 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Nope, not in this episode. Okay, first here is the answer bit. The 11 actionable things that you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023 are 1. Get out more and take photos. 2. Learn to use all our gear properly. 3. Start all over again. 4. Simplify and get rid of distractions. 5. Really think about composition, and I mean really. Right, I had to stop there. Well, if I didn't do this, I'd have have been in danger of creating an hour-long episode, and let's be honest with you, I don't think any of us are ready for that yet, are we? Well, I'm not, to be sure, and it's, I mean, it's only been 148 episodes after all, so I'm saving the last six for episode 149. Well, I want to do this good stuff justice, okay? And no, it's not me, um, (laughs) it's not me stretching the points just to save for coming up with another title. I genuinely wrote the first five and thought, yeah, I'm going to be out of time here, so let's do the decent thing and just stick as we are and do it as a two-parter. Why not, eh? Now, these things don't cost a penny. They don't cost a cent either. These are just ways of taking what we have, what we know, and thinking afresh about how to take better photos. Okay, so I'm going to go through them one to five. So, number one, get out more and take photos. The number one way for you and me to improve our photography in 2023... Not I as I write, because word always corrects me to me, so it's you and me. Sorry, (laughs) the number one way for you and me to improve our photography in 2023 is to get out more and take photos. And yes, this is deliberately worded. Get out more and take photos. It's not get out and take more photos necessarily. No, no, no. Now, an even better way of putting this is get out more but take less photos. There you go, I've said it now. That's what I really mean, but that could be confusing. So what do I mean, Rick? Well, every time we go out and take photos, we're creating something new. Every time we go out and take photos, we're thinking of creating something new. And that's something new we will have forever. We're thinking creatively and are putting into practice everything that we've learned up to that point. And in practicing what we've learned, by applying all this good stuff, we should be improving as well. When you're out taking photos, really think about what you're taking a photo of and why. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this. I don't want to get too philosophical because obviously that's not my way. So think of it like this. Would you rather have a couple of really interesting photos to work on when you get home or hundreds of average photos to wade through to find a decent photo to work with? Well, I know which I'd rather have. One decent photo and I'm happy. And yep, I mean one decent photo. More on that in the next episode. Plot spoiler there. (laughs) Every time we go out and take new photos, we are creating new stuff. Now, this is the point of photography to me. Creating new stuff. Okay, that was the first one. That's nice and easy, wasn't it? Next up, learn to use all our gear properly. I'm using myself as a reference here. Well, I'm the best reference point I've got, aren't I? See, I used to buy gear. I used to buy lots of gear. And I used to think that the more gear I had, the better a photographer I would become. And I rarely learned how to use the gear properly. 
And this this includes cameras. Now, this is a shocking... Con- it's not a shocking confession. Now, I bought a Canon 400D years ago, just before I went into full-frame cameras. I was upgrading from the camera I first got into digital photography with, which I think was... um. I think it was a Canon EOS 1000 FN. Pretty sure it was, but it was a few years ago, to be fair. And let's not let's not forget, I can barely remember yesterday sometimes. And on my script, I helpfully wrote Canon EOS 100 FN, which threw me then in the script. But now I bought a Canon 400D, and it was quite literally with a few minutes research. And when it arrived, I just went out and started using it. Chucked my lenses on. Didn't read the manual, didn't do anything at all. I just started taking photos. And guess what? I was disappointed with the results, would you believe? So I quickly sold it and I got another camera. Yep, I really did this. And it's a shocking thing to think about, isn't it? You just buy a camera, go out, click, bang, rubbish, sell. I mean, (laughs) what was I thinking? Obviously, it wasn't the camera that was at fault. It, It was clearly me. But but I thought that the camera was no good. I really did. So I'm sorry, Canon. Clearly not your fault. I think I was thinking that if I got a better camera, as in a more expensive camera, that I'd be able to take better photos. It's just so not the case. And this applies to loads of other gear that I've never learned to use properly. I've even bought gear that I've never used. Shame on me. So learn to use what you have. And let's take this a step further. If you've got photography gear that you don't need, why don't you just get rid of it? See, I've got a one-year rule. If I have stuff that I do not use after a year, I get rid of it, with one notable exception. And I've actually done this. I went into my garage, I dug out all the stuff that I wasn't using that was stuck in boxes, and um, sold it. And I got some, well, (laughs) I got enough money to get um, (laughs) a a Micro Four Thirds system. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I dread to think how much money I've wasted on things I didn't need, so hopefully I'll be sparing you from that painful, costly process. Um, yeah, so that's that's left me now with a small amount of essential gear that I need and use, and that is the gear that I practice with, and that's the gear that I've learned inside out. Now, I know there's not a lot to a tripod or a tripod head, but you still need to practice with it and your camera and any lenses that you have, and this will help you take photos more easily. Do this at home when you don't have time pressures. Don't do what I did and take some new kit and try it out in critical situations. Yes, I did that as well. You know, they say that you you learn by your mistakes, don't you? Well, I I should be a genius by now, shouldn't I? These are things I have done in the past. And when I'm talking about your tripod and your tripod head, put your camera on it, get used to how everything works and the things you can and can't get to. Because putting your camera on a tripod, it does restrict how you use the camera. You have to change things and get used to them. So. Have a good play around. Beauty digital photography, you can practice taking photos and you can just delete them if you want. But you should learn your camera inside out. You should learn what it does, what it can do, what it can't do, what its limitations are. Yeah, learn how to get the best out of your camera. You probably spent a lot of money on this, right? So, I mean, why wouldn't you do this? No reason, is there? And you should pack all the stuff that you need and use in your camera bag and make sure that it all has a home of its own. It's all safe and nicely protected and you can get to it. If you can't get to something in your bag, then it's going to cause you problems when you're out taking photos. So it's another thing well worth doing some practice at home with. Packing your bag, making sure everything's accessible, making sure everything's stashed away nicely and safely. 
It's expensive gear. This costs you nothing, but it protects your gear for a long time. Next point, start all over again. Well, I've just done this, and this this podcast was originally going to be 10 things, but I made it 11 because I've gone back to basics. I've gone back to how I take photos and started to rethink everything. And where's this got me? Well, it's got me thinking to be less rigid. See, I, I've come up with workflows for image capture and processing that are the most efficient that they can be. They really are brutally efficient. They're very defined process that make me the leanest, meanest, most efficient photographer out there. Honestly, I'm a lean, mean machine. But they're boring, and they are boring me. Plain, boring workflows. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. So what have I done? Well, I've given myself a break and I've allowed myself the freedom to have some fun. I mean, sure, when I'm working, taking photos, I get the photos that I need to get. But I, I also give myself the freedom to try new stuff out and also to be less regimented in, in how I take and process photos. Yeah, I stick to the basics, the composition, technical aspects. I do all that stuff, make sure I've got backups and everything sorted. But I also have the latitude to enjoy myself more. See, on my blog, I've been writing about photos I've taken over the years. And this has been a big part of this process of starting again. Also, re-editing the photos that I took and edited years ago as well. Uh, quick plug there, rickmacavoyphotography.com. That's my website. That's where you can find my blog. Okay, I'll move on. So if you've been doing this photography thing for years, you might want to have a rethink about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it. And you never know where this will take you. Not going to cost you anything, is it? Just a bit of time. And if you're new to photography and you're struggling, then you might want to do the same. You might have got yourself in a little bit of a pickle over stuff. So it's a, it's like I say, it's free and it works and it helps. And either way, it might just be a case of giving yourself a break like I did. It might be that simple, just relaxing and enjoying taking photos again, if you're not doing. Just this very thing of giving yourself a break and enjoying stuff more, it can make a real difference, and it did to me. And on the subject of struggling, if you're struggling and you need some help, just get in touch and let's see what I can help you with. The Photography Explained website podcast, the (laughs) the Photography Explained podcast website is photographyexplainedpodcast.com. Well, what would you expect it to be? Simplify and get rid of distractions. Well, this is another favourite of mine and it's it's something that I think I'm a little bit too obsessed with. So what distractions am I talking about here? Well, gear first off. I've got rid of loads of photography gear. I have less gear now than ever. I've already told you that, but what I didn't tell you, I don't miss not having all that other gear. I can't think of anything that I've bought that I didn't need, that I've sold, that I don't miss. There's one notable exception. 
Years ago, I bought a Canon fisheye zoom lens, 8 to 15 millimeters. It's absolute madness. 8 mil is a circular fisheye lens giving you a circular image. 15 mil gives you a, well, it's a full, it fits the full frame. So it's a rectilinear type of fisheye, super wide, distorted thing. Yeah, I missed that lens. Now, I've got, I don't need one, but boy, did I enjoy using it. I was reminded of that when I was just going through some photos trying to find something to write about on my blog and I saw a load of fisheye stuff from the period of time when I had it and went a little bit fisheye lens crazy. And if you want to know what a fisheye lens is and don't, then there is an episode all about them. Just go back through the podcast history and you'll find it. I know I should have had the episode to hand, but I'm ad-libbing this bit. Getting back to the point of distractions, well, software. I used to have pretty much every photo editing software product out there. And you know what? I was rubbish at all of them. Now, now I use Lightroom only. I have got rid of everything else. I've actually deleted everything else. Okay, there's a couple of exceptions. Well, I use Luminar to change the skies. And I use Photoshop to remove the odd thing. But Photoshop comes with my Lightroom package anyway, so I'm not paying any extra for it. But that's all I've got. I've got rid of everything else and I have physically deleted everything else off my computer. So I've got Lightroom, my go-to software, Luminar to change the skies, and Photoshop to remove stuff that Lightroom can't remove. And that's that's becoming less and less now with some recent improvements in Lightroom. And having one piece of software that I use all the time has done one thing. Got me to the point where I'm now quite good with Lightroom, even if I do say so myself. No, I'm I'm pretty good with Lightroom, I would like to think. Back to simplifying and distractions and all that good stuff. What I take photos of, this is, this, this is huge for me. See, I used to be all things to all people. I'd photograph anything and everything, quite literally. And that made me average at a lot of things. That's, that's probably average at best. And, and I had a lot of gear too, and a lot of gear that I didn't know how to use. And I know I've mentioned that, but this is relevant here too. And on top of that, I was also trying new things and I was always looking for more gear for new ways of doing things and and I was getting nowhere with my photography. This is when I started off trying to make money from photography. I'd do anything. I'd do car in, car damage insurance jobs for 15 quid. Not <laughs> this is working far below minimum wage. It was ridiculous. And and but I didn't know any better. So hopefully what I share with you will help you and give you a little bit of focus. So once I ditched the distractions, distractions and decided that I was going to do one thing, photograph buildings, well, everything changed. I simplified every aspect of my photography. I got rid of the distractions and I focused on my one thing. And the one thing is something that I will keep on coming back to. You can't be all things to all people all the time. You can try, but it doesn't work. Just, just trust me on that. Last point for this episode. Really think about composition, and I mean really think about composition. So think about each and every photo that you take before you take the photo. And once you decided you want to take a photo, take your time to get the best composition that you can. See, the composition, it's, it's all that other people are looking at. What you include in the photo and what you do not include. And also how you include stuff and how the bits, how the bits of a photo stick together. Composition is king, people. The better the composition, the better the photo. I would much rather you spent 20 minutes taking one photo rather than 20 minutes taking 20 photos of the same thing or slightly similar things. And that's what I used to do.
More on this one in an upcoming episode, yeah. Composition, it really is that important in photography. And I know that I covered it in earlier episodes, but a lot of episodes on, I'm coming back to it. Okay, so ne- next is what is called the talky bit, which, <laughs> which, which that already was, wasn't it? You might have noticed by now that a lot of what I keep banging on about, it's all about the taking of the photos. It's, a, it's about everything up to the point where you take the photo. See, everything up to that point has an influence on the photo that you're taking, and that, that's why it's so important. Photography is drawing with light, so everything up to that moment when you press the shutter release, when you capture that light, it's all combining into the photo that you're taking. Now, if this all sounds a bit vague and woolly, let me explain. What is the most important thing in photography? Well, it's what's in the photo. That's the most important thing in my photography. If you've got a different thing that's the most important in your photography, why not let me know and I can share it in the next episode with everybody. But that is, for me, the most important thing. What's in the photo? I've said on other episodes, no one cares what gear you've used. No one cares if what struggles you had to go to to get a photo because they don't know. All they can see is the photo. So it's that simple. Let's not complicate this stuff, folks. Gear, yeah. Gear's important, of course it is. Getting photos technically correct, that's important, of course they are. But what you're taking a photo of is much more important. That's all I want to say here. I could go on, but (laughs) to spare all of us, I won't. I'm going to move on. Okay, so that's the talky bit. What if I use a phone and not a camera? Well, the same thing applies, and that's part of the point of this question. What if I use a phone to take photos and not a camera? It's fine. A phone is a device that you can use to take photos. And everything that I've said here applies. And all these things can transport you from taking snaps, in inverted commas, to great photos. Don't let the fact that you're using a phone rather than a camera devalue your photography. No, no, no. Treat your phone just like a camera and think about what you're doing. I mean, the way phones have developed recently, it's it's getting harder and harder to tell if a photo was taken with a camera or a phone, isn't it? So... No, this good stuff applies whatever you use to take photos with. A phone is a device to take photos with, as is a camera. What do I do? Well, I've started getting out more again and taking photos. I've been taking less photos for many years now, and I'm still enjoying just having a couple of decent captures to work on rather than hundreds of average average slash rubbish photos. And this taking less photos, it's got rid of a problem that I used to have of how to decide which photos to edit. No, thankfully, those days are long gone, but that's that's what I used to do. I used to just go out and take endless, mediocre photos, and then I'd get back home and I'd have, I'd have hundreds of similar photos and no idea what to do next. So these days, I genuinely go out looking to get one or two photos. If I get one photo that's worthy of going in a portfolio, I'm absolutely delighted. If I get one photo that I'm happy to share with the outside world, I'm happy. That's all I'm aiming to get. Of course, on a client shoot, I get the photos that I have to, but if the client wants 30 photos, I try to get those 30 photos by taking 30 photos only. Now, (laughs) this never happens. There's always going to be photos that don't get used, but there are a lot less of those than there used to be. There was a time when I could have taken 100 photos on a shoot where I needed to produce 30 for the client. Now it's more like 40 to 50, and that that's got so many benefits in time, disk space, frustration, giving a client rubbish. (laughs) 
I do. I, I genuinely do practice what I preach here. I, I take a lot less photos than I used to. This has really got me thinking about what I was thinking about back then. So I think my approach was that I'd take loads of photos and I'd make one of them great in Lightroom after. That was actually what I was thinking. Photograph everything and there'll be a great photo in there somewhere. Of course, that's the wrong way around, isn't it? That's completely missing the point. That's getting a great photo by accident. Don't do that anymore. And I've learned to use all my gear properly. Yep, I've really done this. I went through my Canon 6D manual from start to end. It was interesting to do this. Well, (laughs) okay, it had its dull bits, but I did learn lots that I did not know. And in doing this, I've set my camera up to work at its best for me. And that's been invaluable. That's been a massive thing. Yes, I sat down when I had some free time with my camera and a camera manual, possibly a glass of wine. And I went through it all and I tried all the things on the instructions. And there were things in there that I didn't know existed. And there were things in there I didn't know what to do. And there were things in there that I didn't want my camera to do that I had to turn off. I'd have never have known without going through my manual. And I've also sat at home and I've put all my gear together to make sure I can use it almost with my eyes closed. Now, (laughs) I was going to say in the dark, but not quite almost. I mean, if it was that dark, what would I be photographing anyway? So yeah, I use less gear than ever and I love it. And when I say I love it, I, I don't regret having a small bag with not a lot of gear in it. I used to have a massive bag full of everything. I used to think I was the best because I had so much gear. How stupid was I? Okay, so starting all over again. Yeah, well, I've done that. I've gone back to the beginning and it's really refreshed how I view my photography. It's been brilliant. It really has. And I've immediately started to create better, more interesting photos. I mean, not many, obviously, but that's part of the point. And the simplification. Yeah, I do what I do and that's that. I'm not constantly looking to change things. I'm thinking about what I do and how I can do what I do better. Yeah, but I don't have a closed mind to learning and developing and growing and trying new things. I'm open to it. It's just that the core is what I do and doing it better and thinking about it more. Blimey, I'm in danger of getting a bit deep here. Last point, really think about composition. My top tip to get the best composition that you can is this. This doesn't cost you an out either. Walk around. This is what I do. When I get somewhere, I walk around and look. I see what there is that I can photograph. I look at the light. I see how it's lighting a scene. I look at the various things that I want to photograph and how they relate to each other. Now, I do this first and I move around, have a good look, a good think. And then I decide what I want to take a photograph of. This is when I get my camera out and I start to look at compositions by putting my camera to my eye, which constrains what I can include in a photo. This is the process I go through and I genuinely do this. Putting my camera to my eyes gives me the boundaries of what I can include in the photo and also what I'm leaving out in it. It helps me to concentrate on the composition, properly concentrate and really study it. I genuinely do all this stuff on, on every shoes, every sunrise, every, everything I'm photographing. I walk around and have a look first. Okay, nearly there. Some thoughts from the last episode, which was 147. What is photography? My 2023 update on what photography actually is. Now, on reflection, it's a bit of a dodgy title, wasn't it? But there was some good stuff in there, if I do say so myself in brackets. I mean, so much so that I've got three episodes scheduled that are a direct result of this one episode. Back to the fundamentals. Photography is drawing with light. So is light important in photos? Well, yeah, of course it is. 
and you can use light to make your photos better. And you can use light to make rubbish photos. <laughs> it's a two-way street. And I can't believe I've written this, but I want to resolve I want to resolve the burning question of the day. If you're in a room at night with the lights off, is there no light? Or is the light that's there just dark? I might net <laughs> I might never get to the bottom of this one, but I'm gonna give it a go in in the upcoming episode where I talk about light. Yes, really. And if you're wondering how I can talk for 27 minutes about light, don't worry, not a problem. Okay, that's enough for this episode. Time to move on. And I got three more episodes on my list out of that last episode, which has got to be a good thing. Talking of episodes, next episode, well, yeah, it's going to be part two, of course, which is the other other six things out of my 11 actionable things you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023. Shall I tell you what they are here? No, I'm going to make you wait. And now a new bit, some stuff for you to do. Yes, stuff for you to help me. First off, if you've got a question you want me to answer in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish, but we're still without the relevant details, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start, where you can find out what to do. You can head over there and just say hi if you want. It'd be lovely to hear from you, whatever it is you want to say. And a favour, well... If you've enjoyed this episode, please write a nice review on your podcast provider of choice and post it on social feeds if you fancy as well. And and why not follow my podcast to make sure you get the next episode when it's released, which is, if I got my act together, on a Friday, 3pm UK time. <laughs> I hesitate on the UK time because I always forget when BST and GMT start and end. I'd better stop adding that. If I don't know what time it is where I'm living, I'm in trouble. Right, that's all. Well, this episode, yeah, it was brought to you by, um, well, a good old cheese or pickle sandwich and a bag of salt and vinegar crisps, all washed down with a Diet Pepsi before I settled down in my homemade, recently improved, acoustically cushioned recording emporium. Yeah, I've got some new acoustic treatments in my um, my home office. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone with some massive acoustic upgrades. Guess what they are? Pillows. Yep, I, just, <laughs> I grabbed a couple of pillows from uh, from our bed and they are adding to my acoustic treatment, for want of a better word. Right, I'm done. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me between 20 and 30-ish minutes of your valuable time. I'm going to guess 27 minutes here, bang on, because I think I've nailed this one. <laughs> Take care, stay safe, cheers from me, Rick.